good evening. Welcome to the Twelve Man Podcast. Uh, another week of football gone, and our uh, mid. Our, I was going to say our mid-session break, but well, it might as well be. You don't know what's going to next week, but um, bang halfway through the season. So you've got me, Steve Jackson. I'm in the the chair as always. Uh, we've got John Donovan with me as uh, as usual. Evening, JD. Now then, are you okay? Yeah, sound all good. Good, good. Um, got Mr. John Cutler with us. Evening, John. You all right? Yeah, fine, thanks. Everyone else okay? Yeah, cheers, John. Doing good. And live from his basement, not Fritzl's basement, it's uh, <laughs> Mr. Jamie Dalgano. Evening, mate. No, no, then all right. Yeah, how are you? I'll be better on Thursday when I'm up by isolation. <laughs> I know. Blum and COVID. Oh, 10 days, it's horrendous. Aye. I actually remember doing it. I, I, I think I did a podcast last year. And you were all recording it, and I was sat here by my built top. Nicely, it was pretty horrendous. I wouldn't have been bothered if it was February or <laughs> any other month, but like, luckily, get out before Christmas. Yeah. Um. So just climbing the walls. So it's good to talk a bit of football. Aye. Got your Christmas shopping done? No. No. <laughs> by the time I get in the shops, it'll be Easter eggs and that, won't it? So, um, Cream well, egg Easter, Easter eggs tonight. I hope they will see. But right, let's go. So tonight we are going to be talking about um, the huge, huge game of the weekend against Bournemouth. Um, what's for the result? Absolutely enjoyed myself. Um, we'll talk match day experience because obviously it was a bit of a different protocol with us all um, having to produce. Passes, flash or floor tests, whatever it may be. Uh, we'll have a chat about you know what we thought about the experience. Could it be better? Could I was going to say could it be worse? But I'll tell you why I thought it couldn't be worse. And um, we'll have a chat about the season so far. Obviously, there's been a lot of change from what we had in August to what we've got now. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll have a look at. Obviously, we we put the the question out on the uh, the twelve man Twitter, which was JD. Oh. Uh... Come to me in a minute. Well, well, don't be thrown up. He Why don't you prep me? He Why don't you prep me? <laughs> basically asked the thoughts of, you know, what people thought of the season and what we needed in the January transfer window. Hey, I've got your back. Good man. There you go. So before we, before we, obviously before we start, apart from COVID, everybody all right? Yeah, good. Thank you. Yeah, so Excellent, mate. Thank you. Excellent. It's a, a positive way to start. I love that. Right. Um, I'll recover from Saturday, John. Yeah, I'm going to you first. That's all the stage. Yeah, mate. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm recovered now, mate. Yeah. <laughs> and before it, was we only, uh, it was only the fif- 15 hours, 11 o'clock till coming out of flares at 4 o'clock in the morning. That's a good set, that, to be fair. Spot on. Um, and before we do, before we start about Bournemouth, did you have a good birthday, JD? Yes, I did. Thank you very much. Uh, nice, um, nice family time. Good, good. And obviously, the, the win on Saturday um, it made it start of a good weekend. Well, I wasn't going to spoil the result, but there you go. If you don't fast forward, that's what the result was. So <laughs> there you go. Spoil that. Um, so yes, Saturday, obviously. Um, Second in the league came to us. Um, I've got an interesting stat about Bournemouth. I'll say it after this um, little segment. Um, 
but they came to us second in the league. Very, very good squad. Um, I'll start with you, JD. You woke up Saturday morning, you, you know, you thought about the prospect of, I mean, their fans were already been on the bus for, what, five, six hours by the time we all woke up. Um, so fair play to them, like they're coming up here. But um, what were your feelings when you woke up Saturday morning? Um, I, I was... Arthritis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, once I'd done me stretching. Um, I was looking forward to the game. Um, like you say, it was um, it was a tough game in prospect. Uh, I, I'm not particularly a fan of the 12.30 kickoffs at home, never mind away. Um, because I, I, I like... I like I like tradition. I like my natural routine before the three o'clock kickoff. But um, but I was looking forward to the game, um, and obviously we were advised to get to the ground early because there was going to be um, extra checks in place to get uh, into into the stadium. So I didn't have any pre-match drinks, if I'm honest. Um, so it was a little bit unusual in in, in that score. But I was, I was, I was fairly positive. I, I was anticipating um, a good game. Uh, saw the teams, thought we had a strong team. Um, so, so, so yeah, I'll remain positive, and um, and then obviously we'll we'll go on to talk about the game uh, a little bit later. Right. There you go. What did you have for your breakfast? Though you might as well have just told us that bit as well. Hey, granola. There we go. It's obviously arthritis, apparently. Um, and, a flap, and a flapjack. Get it? <laughs> I think I've had enough of flapjacks for a lifetime. <laughs> but um, I was, I was, I was all oated out. Oh, people are going to switch off now. <laughs> but um, John, obviously, we, me, and you met up in the fan zone uh, pre-match. Um, and we both said the same thing. We were both pretty confident about Saturday, weren't we? We were, mate. We've, we've been playing pretty well under Wilder, and I think we were due a win against a team that have been doing really well. It was a good test for us on Saturday, but it was one I was confident of pre-game, to be fair. Yeah, we both, we both stood there and went, we'll win this. And I didn't even have any nervousness or anything. I just thought, yeah, we'll win this, but... And then we'll, we'll go back to the basement. What did you think, Dalio, when you were sat waiting for Sky's um, coverage to start? Yeah, it was a strange one because I convinced myself I was all right about missing the game, obviously having to self-isolate. Mm-hmm. Um, then I woke up on the morning, check social media to see, you know, the bomb, the fans have left and you start thinking, oh, wish I was there today. And I think it was mainly 11 o'clock, really, when I got a text off a few people who I normally go to the game with, with their pints in, in the navigation where we normally go and I was, I was starting to grind. I was like, oh, I'm missing it. I really want to be there. But obviously, needs must. Um, you know, saw the team. It was a strange one. I, I didn't think we'd get beat. Um, I, I normally back the draw at home. Um, and, and I thought that was how it would go. You know, when I saw their team as well, I thought, you know, I forgot that the likes of Kale was playing for them. Um, you, you know, and I... They're a decent. They're a decent little. They've been a decent outfit this season. I know they've been on. A, they were on a little bit of a, a rocky patch before they come to us, but, um, but no, it was it was one of, and I'll touch on it a bit later on. With a wilder team, I've got a lot more optimism 
mm. in the way that we're going to play. So I was looking forward to it. Um, and it was, you know, I enjoyed the game. Well, what do you think of the lineup when you saw it then? Obviously, you've you, you seen it well, I, well, I a think lot before that, we I, did, obviously, getting it live when you sat it on. But, you know, yeah. what did you think of it? Yeah, I think it's well. That's his starting eleven, isn't it? That's what that's what he's you know from the squad that he's got. That's what he's going with. Yeah. You know, he, he's he's pretty consistent with it. Um, you know, and and, and I think it's it, it, well, he's our strongest eleven, isn't it? So, um, it'll be interesting to see you know what additions he can put to that team. But it, it wasn't a team that I was shocked by. Where he was, why has he left him out? Or why has he left him out? I was quite happy with the team. Yeah, I mean, there was, um, and it was only one change. I think I've yeah. I think I've been right. JD was I right with that? One, one change. It? Neil Taylor in. Yeah, Taylor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Obviously, he came in for Saul Bamba. Um, were you happy with the team? I was. Yeah, I, I, I was um, happy. In general, you know, the team, the team looked balanced. You know, the, it was it was um, minimal changes. So a bit of continuity there, and uh, yeah, I, I was happy. Looking, for, uh, look forward to the game, and um, yeah, when I read the team sheet, I thought, well, we can do this. Yeah, we were strong. We did. We looked really strong. I mean, even even with that change, I mean, we saw the team in the fan zone, um, John, and we, we even with Taylor in, I thought, you know what, I, 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 I fancy does. Even more so, and I think you were exactly the same, weren't you? Uh, look, Taylor, Taylor's played a lot of games during his career. You know what I mean? He's no mug, especially in this division at this level. I had no, I had no worries about him coming in and, and fitting in and doing a job. Obviously, he hasn't played a game for a while at that level, so fitness might have been an issue. But as we'll come on to later, for me, I thought he he was excellent, mate. Yeah, I was, I was the same. I didn't have any problems with, with you know, how we... Because I, I feel that with the formation while the setup we're now, um, like Dally touched on, that's how he's set... That's what he's settled on now. And obviously that's what he's gone through throughout his managerial career. And it looks like, for me, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, you know, if I'm talking about my ass, which half the time I am, um, we look comfortable in that formation. We look solid and we look... So much more structured than we ever did under Warlock for me. It does. It, it certainly looks a, a more evenly balanced team. Um, when you say we look comfortable, I, I wasn't. I was a bit uncomfortable with the playing out from the back. I, I felt that we haven't yet had enough time um, to, to to be for the players. To, to, to carry it off, hmm. a few yeah, a few a few times we lost the ball in dangerous positions and it and it led to a few chances for Bournemouth. But other than that, you know, defensively, yeah, we were fine. It, it was just that we were sloppy at times, and, and um, it'll it'll improve as the players become used to um, what Wilder wants to do. But there was a few nervous moments for me. I think it started off the nervous moments playing out from the back with with um with Lumley. You know, his first three or four touches or, or kicks, you know, he, he absolutely shanked them. Um 
and, and I think that set the, the nerve a little bit for me watching it at home. Um, I'm thinking, oh, you know, I, I don't think it's, it's been any secret that, that 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 a goalkeeper will possibly be on his shopping list. Um, and I think a goalkeeper who's good with his feet will be will be quite. I mean, they all need to be now in, in obviously the way that the lot of modern managers play. Um, it made me laugh watching it from home because, you know, for for how long we've, you know, we've watched Tony Pulis, you know, Neil Warnock, and and you know, hoof not necessarily all the time hoofball, but but you know, quite a bit of that to to play and tippy tap out the back, and you could you could sense the nervousness in the crowd, and you know, you could hear the the, the fans, you know, telling them just to get it out, but. You know, we've all wanted pretty footy football for a long time. Well, I, I think that Jamie, the fans were asking them to to get rid of the ball because we'd seen them give it away. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, because he would play to either McNair or Fry, who would then play to another put a player, get it back, and because because it was an unusual. Um, tactic for us to, to employ him and we hadn't been used to it in a, in a match situation. In, inevitably, we were pressed too, too much and eventually the ball got launched anyway and I know that's not how it'll work. Eventually, oh. we'll be able to keep possession and pass it and, and create the time and the space for ourselves but because it was new to us, yeah. we were just ending up after two or three passes finding ourselves it, 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 in, in, a, in a tight pressing situation where we had to launch the ball. Um, so I don't think it was the, the demand of the crowd as such, but I think the crowd were getting nervous because yeah. Bournemouth, Bournemouth were closing us down and and we'd seen us give the ball away. So, yeah, we, we ended up launching it. They had, they, had quite, they, had, they had three or four really good chances in the first half as well, to be fair. You know, oh, so, yeah. so, so, so to go in at 0-0 at half-time, you know, I saw the re- I could see the replays, and and I was thinking, oh, we've we've got away with it. We've got more than enough away with with a few um a few close calls there because you know they should have had at least two. Yeah, I agree. I mean, we we, we made their keeper make two smart saves. Yeah. Um, obviously, the, the the move um that led to Crooks's close range shot and the keeper. I either was was very very quick to react, or he was he was fortunate that it just hit him. I, I, I didn't see a replay, so you might be able to tell me on that one. Um, yeah, and then, and then Dyke, and then Dykesdale's uh, deflected shot where the keeper had to stretch to push. Um, so I agree with you. At half time, having a pint, I was relieved um, that it was still nil nil. Quickly, just going back to the playing out from the back, lads. I think it's sort of like we've got to trust the process because Wilder hasn't been here long and you, he can't judge them the players playing out with the back in a training ground scenario. He's got to see it. He's got to see it in the 90 minutes when we're actually in a competitive game. So the only way he's going to find out if them players can implement what he wants on that pitch is by doing it. So I just urge the fact, I, I can understand people were getting a little bit you know, nervous about us conceding chances, but you know we've just got to, we've just got to trust the process and, and be a little bit more patient with 
what he's trying to do. And while he's getting used to the players that we've got at the moment, because let's let's be honest, they're not his players, are they? I agree. And 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 and, and it's it's pointless as launching a ball when we've got two two lads up front in Spora and Watmore who are not good who are not sort of aerial forwards. So yeah. launch launching the ball isn't um what we should be doing. So I, I totally agree that that's the way forward. But I, w- I was just telling you that, that I was very uncomfortable at times when when we caught when we put ourselves in into uh, difficult situations. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Oh yeah, I completely agree. I mean, I felt a bit uneasy when I saw us playing out from the back the way we did. Obviously, the pass from housing going around that you know they, they really should have scored from. And um, obviously, there was a couple of chances. Um, Solanke ahead of the back post, he really should have put on target. Um, I remember t- turning to Josh and saying, you know, that's two or three now that we've had that we've been let, you know, we've been let off with. But I think what I meant when I said comfortable, they've took that on board straight away and they've not, well, you know, when you have transition periods where squads are a bit, oh, I don't know, I don't know about that, I don't know about that, and they just go back to what they know, they stuck with it and they kept playing it out and eventually, as the game went on, we did look a bit more, uh, uh, relaxed and and we didn't give the ball away as much, but you can see the idea was there. Stick with it, and it'll you know it'll come to them. And um, I think I think you know, as as John's just rightly said there, I think the process will hit the players to the point where the mistakes will be few and far between. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, I, I I think given the strike force that we have and um what Wilders sort the way Wilders wanting to play, it's it's no good knocking the balls onto them. So so it is the way forward, you're right, and um and we will get there. I, I think it's a good um I think it's a good opportunity as well, obviously being on the tell it puts it puts us as a I suppose as an operation in the shop window for potential players that are going to come in. You know, we're not, you know, hoof it up and hoof it up and get it up there as quick as possible. We like to play football. So when we are looking at, obviously, we'll have a little chat um, later on, you know, through the hour that, about, you know, what kind of players we're going to be looking at coming in. You know, them sort of players are going to be looking at us and saying, well, look, I can play football in that team. I can possibly get in that team and ensure what I can do. So I think it helps us that way as well, attract the right sort of player to bring into the football club to make us an even better um, squad that we've already got. Yeah, yeah, it will. It, it, it'll certainly, um, it'll certainly give Premier League managers um, more incentive to send to a squad, uh, to, to send to a team playing the way we are or how we hope to do under under Wilder than um, than shall we say uh, an old style um, get it forward. Uh, very quick, more direct approach. Exactly, it's it's, it's a you know it, you know it's it, it attracts a certain quality of players. Well, you know you look at the the bigger clubs in this country, n- none of them hoof it straight forward. They're always very you know pass it off from the back, very intricate, very detailed. So you know it, it gives us a lot to look forward to. Um, so second half, obviously, we grew into the game again. Uh, and that run from Isaiah Jones um, to obviously win the penalty from from I can't, I can't even remember who it was that brought him down, but he Anthony 
Yes, yes, it was. He missed the chance in the first half, yeah. Um, but he didn't have, he didn't have a very good game, did he? Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, you, you, you popped up there, JV. Talk to me about that run from Isaiah Jones. Well, he started off by winning the ball, you know, I mean, um, which which you don't... Ex- well, uh, yeah, you haven't really seen it very often, have you? He's not a ball-winning player. Um, but then once he'd won the ball... He, he made he made a fantastic run, and he done what we always say: get yourself in front of the the, the defender, mm-hmm. so that get across your defender, so he either has to stop in his tracks, which gives you more time um, in your forward momentum, or he barges into you, and the chances are that you'll get. Um, a free kick, or in this case, because it was in the box, a penalty, and that's exactly what happened. It was a great run, and you know, looking looking back, I did see uh, replays of the penalty um, after the game, and I don't think there was any complaints from any Bournemouth players because um, it, it was it was clever. It was clever by Jones. I think it was the two hands in the back, wasn't it? The, the, the cement is it? Um, you know, the, there was an initial like coming like. Uh, tangle of legs and he stayed in sleep but it's when he when he's going down and he's got them two hands in his back um obviously it was the you know that that cemented it as a penalty but he absolutely you could see the defender knew he was in trouble because jones you know with the pace and with him running at players um he was very well he had yeah for me probably his best game actually for us um on on saturday i was really impressed with him um so you know it was it it was his hard work that paid off that, that you know throughout the game the scorers that penalty as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, you you saw it on Sky. I don't know if it was Don Goodman, Andy Hinchcliffe. I don't know who was commentating on the yeah. game. It's that you know what were they saying about the tackle itself? I mean, I imagine they were saying it was pretty much Stonewall. I think it, pretty much what I've said there because the. Um, I think it was it might be Don Goodman that said said along the lines of oh in the, in the Premier League you know you've got VAR um, and then when you you know when you see the replay and you see the two hands in his back as he's going down you, you know that that's what cements it as a penalty um, the initial coming together was just just outside the box but when he brings him down when you know when he comes down and lands on the back of him that's in the box and um, we get it you know we don't have to mess around with VR you know with with incidents that have happened over the last couple of weekends. I'm quite glad not to have the year. I like the I like how game flows and you can just get on with it. But you know, when we got that penalty, there was no one else having that penalty other than other than Sparrow. And, and you know, I had every confidence in him. Um, you, you know, he's someone who fills me with confidence when he's t- you know when he's got a, a clear chance in front of goal and, and obviously in this chance a, a, a penalty. Yeah, I must admit, I thought uh, I thought the, the, the spot kick might have gone to McNair, but um, but when I saw sort of, I think it was Tav, a, a, he was nearest one to spot on. I think he spoke to him. I, I don't know whether or not um, he encouraged spot on to take it or it already been agreed. I wasn't sure, but uh, but yeah, it was a it, it was him who, who stood up to it. And um, to be fair, he he, uh, he hit it with. Powered and pace, and uh, and it, it, it keeper went the right way, but his dive came as the ball hit the net, so it was too late. It, it was a it was a great penalty. 
Well, that, that's it. When you watch the replay back, I mean, I've seen the replay back now. Um, as soon as the penalty was given, you did see Tab straight away point his forearm and go you and chuck the ball straight to him. And of course, I've got to say that 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 hugely impressed me from Spora because he's, 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 he had gone on a run of games where he hadn't scored, you know, and the frustration was becoming clear. And you know, there was there was times where you know certain players should have passed to in certain games, and you know, he, he spends a few chances himself. I mean, he missed a couple of chances before he put his goal away on Saturday. Um, but that shows the confidence in the boys, doesn't it? I mean, he grabbed the ball straight away and said, yeah, we'll put this away. It doesn't matter if I've gone 11 games like the goal. I'll slot this in. And he, he, he finished it convincingly. He did, yeah. And then everybody in the stadium um, sang his song and it, it, it sounded fantastic. Yeah, do you know what yeah. I'm yeah. Even though he's went, a, even though he's went a few games without a goal, lads, I don't really think it's affected his performance. It's not like his head's been down, has it? He's he's still he's grafting. I mean, he worked his socks off on Saturday. His fitness is obviously getting better, getting used to this league. I don't think his head's went down when he's missed the chances. And I'd prefer to be having a striker that's missing chances than a striker that's not getting any chances at all. So for me, I have no doubt that the goals will come for him because I think he's a quality footballer. We've had plenty of them, John. Did he else strike? Exactly. Yeah. How's well, Mister How's Mister doing? And Mister Gustez, how were they? He doing? just he scored at the weekend, didn't he? Akpom? Yeah, he did too, wasn't he? I have no idea what Gustez's doing. Probably in lockdown in Melbourne somewhere. But um, yeah, he did score at the weekend. Out Chubba. So would you be surprised if he brought him back in January, Akpom? Oh yes, I would. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, he won't. He won't, work, he won't work hard enough for Wilder for me. No way. That's a great answer. I'm so glad you've said that because obviously, you know, people have mentioned he's going to start looking at all the loan signings that are out there at the moment. All lads on loan. Obviously, Jed Spence being one that's rumoured to be coming back in the next couple of weeks. So, yeah, I'm so glad you said that because I thought I'm going to have, to have a full blown argument with one of you here if you said yes, bring him back. Well, that's good. Um, well, yeah, so I, I had no fear about him putting the penalty away. And um, I think you could sense the mass relief as well in the stadium, not because he scored, because we took the lead and he was in such a huge game. And I, I didn't realise how, how quick it was in the second half. Because I was looking think, right, how long have we got until to, you know, to hang on? And we had a good 35 minutes to hang on. I thought, oh, Jesus. Cause, Do you know what? I, I didn't feel like it was hanging on. I, no. I've watched... Uh, you know, yeah. I, I'll be genuinely honest with you. Since the season we went up, I've not enjoyed watching us play. I'll be honest with you. I thought there was too much of a chip. All right, I enjoyed the start of the Premier League, but, you know, that's the excitement. We're back in the Premier League. We didn't play great football. I haven't... I've watched us, you know, I've got the games and I've defended managers. You know, I was probably Tony Pulis's biggest defender. <laughs> um, but, but you know what? I'm watching games now when I'm 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 re- I'm coming away where I've really enjoyed it. Like I've enjoyed watching us play, you know, pass the ball on the floor. Just just you know, the, the passing out from the back, I know we touched on it earlier on, but you know, we watch you know, I've got Arsenal Sunday now as we're, as we're talking. You know, we watch we watch Premier League, we watch Super Sunday, and you see these teams and they, they play out from the back and play triangle, but you know, passes. And it's just nice to see our team attempting to do that. Rather than a Samba Longa, the smallest player on the pitch, oof the ball up to him and him just strutting around. 
and then bring Rudy Castell on as a sub. Do you know what I mean? It's it's actually I'm in, I'm enjoying it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, we haven't got uh, we haven't got the, the the skill levels or the quality of of Premier League yet, but there's no harm in um, in in getting our style of play to be like that because um, yeah, years of uh, years of shall we say more direct football and the the, the stupidity of of knocking long balls up to five foot. 10 strikers against six foot four defenders. Um, you know, I, I hope that's long gone. Um, so yeah, I, 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 myself, I, I'm looking forward, I'm looking forward to the matches more now. And um, on Saturday, the 30 the odd minutes from, from after we scored to the final whistle, it didn't feel like hanging on. No, no. But, but, but you're right in what you said, Steve. It, it was a long time and you knew that Portsmouth, or sorry, you'd expected Portsmouth to sort Bournemouth. of... Bournemouth. Bournemouth, Bournemouth. sorry. Bournemouth. That old age. Yes, I know. You expected, you expected Bournemouth to um, to up their game and, and put us under severe pressure. But did, it didn't turn out that way. We were we were comfortable. We were the far better team in the second half, in my opinion. Um Lumley had, had very little to do. He had uh, one smart save to make him a free kick. Uh, and I can't really remember a great deal in the second half. Um, you know, yeah. yet, yet we had yet we had a few chances to, to extend our lead. I mean, the best fall into Tavo should really have uh, have hit the target. Um, yeah. But he just blazed it over. It was, uh, that was, that that would have been an absolutely, it would have brought the house down would, because the ball into him was, was superb if he'd have just kept it a bit lower. And anyway, he's saving his best goal for the playoff final. I hope it's not that long that we have to wait, Dally. Hey, if it, if it isn't, it takes us up. I don't care. I'll take back anything I've ever said of him. Oh, that, that, that's true. You know, yeah. If, if it is his first goal, I mean, if we get the playoffs, great, absolutely, yeah. and and we're two points behind now. And let's not forget, we've played the top three teams, uh, two of them away and drew, and Bournemouth at home, and and we beat them. We've matched them, in my opinion. Um, so so yeah, you know, the, the, there's tough games coming up. Next one, Forest on a great run, and then shortly after that, Blackburn Rovers on an even better run. But you know. If you want to be in the top six, you're going to have to meet those challenges. <clears throat> well, that's it. You know, they're all the championship's the most unpredictable league in the world, as it's widely advertised. But I think I think it's becoming that way even more so this year because I wouldn't say it's the strongest league in the world. Obviously, you've got the couple of teams at the top that have got miles more income than the rest of the league and. They've spent abundance amount of money, money, you know what I mean? And but the rest of the league is 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 so wide open that like you said, anybody can beat anybody at the moment. It looks it looks that way again. Is it I mean Bournemouth, including Saturday, they haven't won in six games now. And that was a team that was up there with Fulham. And they looked unbeatable. I mean, they were unbeatable until Swansea went there and won um, a couple of months ago. So, you know, it, 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 you know, it's a shock that 
they've come back to us because them and Fulham have come back to us. But it shows how unpredictable this league is. Well, you, you look at this first six games. I put this on Twitter. The first six games uh, under Wilder, we picked up 11 points. Yeah. It could very, very easily have been a, a full full set, full 18. Okay. I mean, we, we were we were mugged against um, Preston. Yeah. Two, two quick goals and, uh, you know, we, we shouldn't have lost that game. Their keeper, as I remember, was man of the match. Yeah. Um, and against... Against Millwall, the draw his first game. Um, their goal, the referee missed a blade and elbow in the build-up that that should have really sort of uh, he, he should have he should have called it and and their their goal wouldn't have uh, wouldn't have happened. And again, the Millwall keeper that game had 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 a had a blinder. So we could really have be looking at our points tally and add an extra five onto it and not be uh, not. Not be cheeky about it, you know. I think I think we've deserved them. Um, so, th- to me, the top six is easily within our within our grasp. Oh, massively! And obviously, you know, we'll, we'll talk about our hopes, expectations for the second half of the season in a little bit. But you know, I, I think Saturday showed. I think it showed, it showed as well to the to the nation you watched that you know we've moved on. So quickly in the past, you know, six seven weeks, that all of a sudden we are that team that seems to be just creeping up on the playoff spots and uh, and showing that we've we've got the quality and talent that can get ourselves in there and stay in there as well. So you know, hopefully, can kick off. There's two words, lads, that we use constantly on this podcast about the championship: confidence and momentum. So we're on a we're already on a decent run. So there's your momentum. If that win on Saturday doesn't give that group of players confidence that they can compete and beat the best teams in this league and go on a run and get in the playoffs and possibly make it the Premier League, nothing will. This is before January when he brings in a few of his own players. The optimism around the club at the moment is really high, I feel. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I um, I went out after the game and everybody, without fail, everybody was... Really positive after Saturday's performance, um, and not just that, but what the performances we'd seen previously, um, since since Wilders uh, took took uh, the reins. So it does feel it does feel that um, it, it's an it's a fresh new start. Um, what with our recruitment policy, um, we, we, we're getting a, a, a new scout as well. Um, so it, there is a, a great deal of um, start a fresh sort of feel and, and like you said John optimism oh there's, there's, a, there's a huge amount of optimism I'll, I'll echo what you said JD you say I was I was out in town after the game as well and the amount of positivity simply because of three points on a Saturday I mean I know obviously you know, the Christmas holidays we've last Saturday before Christmas there's a lot of happy people about and you know, um, and so they should be, you know, last Christmas, you know, no one got out. But town was buzzing and it was, you know, people, a lot of people got the game and there's a lot of people, you know, coming up to us after the game and saying, you know, what do you think about that? And they were all genuinely happy that we got three points and gone into the Christmas uh, period on a, on a little run that we're on as well. 
Well, look at what the yeah. club tweeted yesterday having sold a thousand half season cards. That's some going that for a. This isn't putting us down in any way. A club of our size to sell a thousand season cards when you're outside of the playoff spots shows the optimism in the town and words getting around about the style of football that Wilder's trying to play. And people want to come and watch it. That's only beneficial to us as fans and as a club. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah. I mean, Do you know, I watched. I watched something. Um, I, I mean, I've been locked in here for in this room now for a week, and um, I watched that there was highlights of a like an old an old Premier League game. And it was Borough Swansea, and I watched it the other night, and and the ground was full. And you talked before a year ago, it was full, and then when the game kicked off at the weekend, it, when you look at the the amount of empty red seats in the West Stand as well, you know. It was it, it's unbelievable. So, you know, I know it's the week before Christmas. I know we've just had a lot of people uneasy about the COVID situation and and having to show your pass, etc. But if he can, you know, to put another thousand seats in that stadium, fantastic. And you know, I hope, you know, going forward, you know, we get a lot more walk ups and you know, going into next season, you know, we have more people buying season tickets to to fill the ground because it just looks better as well and. It feels better when you're there, there's more people. To be fair, people, people have become, rightly or wrongly, I'll go every week whether the football's in <coughs> or whatever, and so will you guys probably. But I understand why people don't go, because they want to go to be entertained. And let's yeah. face it, for the last few years, whether you like the managers or not, it's not been entertaining, has it, lads? And this, this fella's come in, and he is trying to play the right type of football. I have no doubt the fans will come back. And like I say, a thousand season half cards is, is some going that. Yeah. It's, 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 it's been well advertised as well by the club. I mean, they picked the right time. I mean, the advert literally came out a day, before, a day after while they got the job. Um, straight away, they went, you know, you manager, do you want to see the card for the rest of the season? You know, come and get one. Um, and it's, it's great that, you know, fans are. Uh, are taking the opportunity to come and, and, and buy them. Obviously, couldn't get the opportunity last season because none of us got in. So, you know, fingers crossed that um, we're not having to refund them cards at some point um, in the near future. And, um, yeah, we get we get more and more people coming in, like you said, like, you know, getting the walk-ups in and, and watching some exciting football because that's what it is at the moment. And I'm fully, I'm fully enjoying it. It's a bit of wild the ball. I think it's, I think it's refreshing. I think it's well, spot on. I, lo- I loved at the end of uh, like well Stoke game when when he, he got them all all the pl- players in a huddle, and also at the end of um, end of the game on on uh, Saturday Bournemouth, where uh, as a squad they applauded all the stands. I thought you know it was probably an appreciation, um, obviously of their support through the win. Uh, haven't uh, overcome, you know, the obstacle of like the, the, the showing your pass to get in. You know, it was an extra step. You know, some people maybe didn't bother. Uh, some people didn't bother because it was uh, on TV. Um, but I think they were they, they were appreciative of everybody who was there. Um, and and it, it's it's good to see. You know, it's 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 a growing um, rapport between uh, the squad. And the, and the and the fans and like you say, the only way we'll get success is if we're all pulling in the same direction. Couldn't, couldn't agree more. 
you know, it's well put as well. I'm glad you mentioned it. How did you, how did you find the extra step getting in the ground on Saturday? Obviously, there was a change in you know the introduction of COVID passes now. Um, I think I think we're all jabbed on it on on here, aren't we? You know, we've all got COVID passes, not you know like test results. So, how did you find it when you got got to the turnstiles? Well, for me, it it was I, I got there early, earlier than normal, um, and as I was waiting in a short queue, I just got me um, NHS app up, got me uh, QR code visible, uh, and that was it. He checked it, checked the name, checked my season card, checked the name, and I was in. So the delay for me was minimal. Yeah, same, same with me. I walked around the corner. I think there was about 10 people in the queue. When I saw that, I thought, oh, I might have to wait a while here. But I was, I'll be lucky if I was there for 40 seconds. So, yeah, could, it couldn't have went any better for me. It went really smoothly. So anyone who's listening and is thinking that they'll be stood outside in the freezing cold, waiting to get in, it's not the case at all. No. It's uh... colder in the ground. Good, <laughs> Dolly. That it's colder in the ground. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> not now with Wilder Ball, it's not. No. Stand up, Pete Wall. But, um... Yeah, I mean, I mean, there was a little bit more of a wait for me. I mean, there was a couple of people in the queue that were a bit argumentative, you know, didn't have quite the right um, classification or, you know, or certification to get in, and they argued it a bit. But I've got, to, I've got to tip my hat to the, the stewards that were there. You know, they were very well informed. They were very well explained. You know what they were doing. And, you know, cause sometimes you can go to a football ground. I mean, obviously, you know, the trip to Stoke last week, prime example of people in authority, by the sounds of it, taking advantage of what, the, the, you know, what position they were in. And, you know, the, the, some of the experience of the Borough fans out of Stoke wasn't, wasn't great. Um, but the stewards on Saturday, I thought, were, were, were very well trained and they were spot on. I, I had absolutely no issues as soon as I saw the pass. And my season card, I was away and gone. I, I, I just say, you know, from, from the outside, like you say, I've been cooped up in this room, but uh, fair play to the club because, mm. you know, I've, I've seen, you know, the, the, the other day where they were, you know, speaking to people about getting yeah. set up. You know, I think, do you know what? Fair play to them. Um, you know, that if you think about our ticket office and you think about our club, some of the fiascos we've had with away tickets and, you know, the, the club will take a bashing for it, but... You know, they've, they've, they've arranged a day to well people. They've had a video. Someone did a video around the club to show you what your experience would be like, you know, going to the ground for anyone who was concerned. I thought that was brilliant. You know, they sent reminders out via email, social media. I think, you know, a fair play at the club because even before on Sky Sports News, there was a um, some someone quite high up in the, uh, the ticketing office who was on Sky just explaining, yeah, just have your passes ready. You know, we've got we've got all of these measures in place. The club couldn't have done any more to communicate it. So when you're saying if anyone's having a grumble because they haven't got the right the right information, for me that's their own fault. Do you know what I mean? No, the club the club did um, the, the club did uh, set up um, pre pre match sort of like uh, shall we say educational um, sessions? You know to to show people how to get the app on the phone, to show 
um, what what was going to be required on the day, uh, and and to help those people who, who maybe don't have smartphones or, or, or printers at home, um, just to make it easier for them to get in. Um, now, I would I, I would possibly say that they could take that further and and maybe um, do do a, do an online explanation, make a short video, do an online explanation, so so people uh, can. People can see it, um, and even even go into town centres uh, and have a little um, have a little stall booth, whatever it is, for, for anybody who, who's in the town centre to um, to to pop along uh, rather than going all the way to the stadium. Um, they, they could do that, but I think given, know, given the time they had, I thought that you know they've, they've done it brilliantly. I mean. Yeah, you know, yeah, you're, you're right. In the time scale, they've done what they could. But yeah, what I'm saying is for, for future um, future requirements, if, if this is going to last um, for a while, then they could yeah. just spread the word even further, you know. I think, it, you know, it doesn't matter what you do. There's always someone in the world who's going to grumble. I mean, if you read some of the, you know, read yeah. some of the comments on the Twitter page, you know, there was oh, one, yeah. that, there was one that stood out of mouth for me and it was, what if you don't have a smartphone? It was on Twitter and it was posted via a smartphone, like the comments, and you just think, like, what more do the club want? You know, what, what, what they're not going to wipe your backside, they're doing everything but, like, but that, that's uh, you've got to, you've got to understand, Dali, that there are some elderly fans who, who don't have, who are not digitally savvy, you know, that they're, you know, they're not tech aware. But, and that's what the, that's what this, the club was setting this up for to help exactly. people. You know, the, the person who's posted it has obviously got access to Twitter, has obviously got access to... They can read it and pass that information on, you know. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, and anybody obviously listening to this that is a bit, you know, still unsure about, you know, Boxing Day, they're doing it again, um, let's say, before the Boxing Day game. So, you know, check out the club website. You'll, you'll see all the details again. So, you know, yes, so Delhi- football, they're, they're doing it properly. Dolly, when, when you're out of isolation then and you can go at the Forest game, you're going to have to go down and get one of these sessions booked because your Nokia 3310 won't get you in. <laughs> well, I'm playing Snake, though. <laughs> <laughs> Polyphonic ringtone. I mean, to be, to, to be fair, Mark, who was with us a couple of weeks ago, he did a pretty thorough video, didn't he? He did. And I mean, I mean, I know he's a good looking, he's a good looking kid. And he'll do anything to get his face on the telly, like. But uh, yeah, he did, he did, a, he did a decent video, which which showed, you know, he, he couldn't have given any more information for fans who had access to view what he was shown. So you know, and it it was pretty thorough what he did, like. And the club obviously were all in with that because they tweeted it, so it was all yeah, good. Well, it, it it was similar to when uh, sort of Danny Chapman done it uh, before. The, the the Bournemouth game where there was only a thousand fans admitted um, last season, but um, but yeah, fair play, that Mark from the MSF, yeah, Mark Motley, yeah, it, it, it was it was very informative and and to be fair, it turned out easier easier than I expected. I, I did I did think there might be um, longer queues, more people being frustrated, but but there wasn't, no. I never, I never saw anybody get turned away from any of the turnstiles. Obviously, I only went in one, but 
there was about three or four turnstiles and three or four queues. I didn't see anybody get turned away. No, I've got to say, even even the, the couple the couple of people I saw, you know, complaining about what they did or didn't have, the shoes were still very good to say. Well, if if you just go on that, you know, you can get it. You, you know, you can get the, the the QR code and you get it. So you know, they spent the five minutes with them, showed them how to do it, and job done. And they were and they were in because I saw me I saw them in the in the ground pretty short. Pretty shortly after, so you know, fair play to the, the staff. And and, that, and that's it. Once once you get that code, it's valid for a month, isn't it? So exactly. you won't need to do it again at um for for Forest. I no. mean, they, they they even said the day before the game that rather than going onto the NHS app where there'll be hundreds of thousand people around the country trying to access it between two and three o'clock, either print it out or download load it in your Google Wallet or whatever, you know. Rather than if in case that site crashes, you wouldn't be able to show it. So they're giving you other options that you could do it as well. Yeah, well, I, I, I'm sure a lot of people have done what I did. I, ju- I just uh, screenshot the page. Yeah, absolutely. So I, so I didn't have to access the app. It was just in my photos. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, and you know, it, it was really simple. So I've got to say, well, to the football club for doing it that way. But um, before we move on to um, our halfway. Analysis. Um, I'll start with you, Dally. Obviously, watching um, different angles from what we were at the game. Who was your man of the match? Uh, Jones. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> there you go. Simple as that. You, what about you, JD? Um, Dale Fry. Uh, I thought without him, sort of being. Um, stand out at any one particular moment. I just thought throughout the game, he looked comfortable. He, he looked in control. He handled Solanke really, really well. Um, yeah, I, I, I thought he's, he's, you know, he's back to his best. Yeah. John? Uh, it sounds terrible, this, because I, I agree with John far too often, but I actually did say to you after the game on Saturday, Steve, yeah. for I was outstanding. It did. So, yeah, for me, Dale Fry as well. Yeah, I'll, I'll back you up on that. He did. He did say Dale Fry as we were walking to, towards Doc, Doc Brown. So, yeah, he was absolutely right. But my man of the match was um, the goal scorer, Andras Spora. I thought he was uh, I thought he was superb on Saturday. Ran that front line incredibly well. Um, took charge at times as well. Um, when what Moore was doing his little runs here, there, and everywhere as he does. And... Uh, Thoroughly deserved his goal, um, and yeah, got us a, a massive, massive three points against a really good team as well. And I was uh, absolutely delighted when I walked into town on Saturday. But um, I mean, there is one. Does anybody know where Sparrow's from? <laughs> um, no, I'm not sure. No, I don't know either. Again, isn't there a song about him? I can't remember the words now. No, it'll come to me. It will come to me. But um, yeah, I don't even know how long he's here for either. So, but never mind. Um, but yeah, so halfway we are twenty-three games in. I know there's still teams in the league that have got you know one or two games in hand because of the COVID situation uh, with the, with their relative squads. JD, start with you. We've gone from Warnock to Wilder. We've gone from long ball to football. 
we've we've we started at Fulham. We've we've you know we've finished at this start of the season with Bournemouth, two best teams in the league for me. How have you found this first half of the season? Um, the first first well under Warnock, um, I was very frustrated because I thought the team, or oh, sorry, the squad didn't perform to the sum of the parts. I, I just thought we were um, we were very inconsistent. Um, you know, the games, you, you can look at Coventry away, Hull away, and you just look at those performances and you think, they were abysmal. I, I don't think, I, I don't think we will get any anything like that level of performance under Wilder. I think it'd be far too demanding. Um, so, under Neil Warnock, We were just too inconsistent, and I thought we had we had the players in our squad. Our league position should have been better. Now, since Wilder's come in, he's improved us dramatically, and now see some sort of formation, some shape, some balance uh, to our, our our starting eleven. And I look at the bench, and you you think there's players on that bench who can come on and influence the game. So I would give, I would give this, I would give our half season, if we, were, if we were going to give it a score out of 10, I'd probably give it six and a half or seven. Um, and, and, and it's only a seven because of the last six games. I think he, he's pushed us up. He's, he's shown us what we can achieve. And, and if we, if we if we can get eleven points out of every six games for the rest of the season, that's close to two points a game. We'll be in the top six comfortably. Well, you're absolutely right. Completely agree with everything you just said. And I'll give you the warning now. Get your get your replies loaded up. I'll come back to you in a little bit. See how the fans have said as well. Um, John, I'll come to you. How have you found this half season so far? Again, I agree with everything John said. At the start of this season, looking at our squad, I actually thought we were good enough to make the playoffs. The style of football has dramatically changed. I've enjoyed it a lot more under Wilder. I still thought we'd have made the playoffs under Warner. But the club's made the right decision, I agree with now. And <laughs> I would give it a five under Warnock for the, the football and the excuses that he was making. The squad's not good enough. Yeah, we've got the same squad, playing different style of football, and we're all playing and fitting into that. So I'd say six and a half, because we're only two points outside the playoffs. Considering how we started the season, I can't believe we're only two points out of the playoffs. After some of them away performances that John mentioned that we were all witness oh, to. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, I wasn't sober for any of them, but yeah, absolutely abysmal, some of them. Um, Dally, how have you found this half of the season? Um, started off with loads of optimism. Um, I, I really did. You know, you, you looked at the signings we brought in um, and I really did fancy us. You know, good good point away at Fulham to start with. Um, but as the, as the, 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 the you know, the, the, the season or the, the months unfolded, you know, the, the excuses as you've touched on there John and 
you know, the blaming of the ref. The performances sometimes were so inconsistent. There was a lot of chopping and changing teams. There was never any consistency in the starting eleven. Um, you know, Sol Bamba, you know, only really played because of injury. You know, we had our best defensive record when we had our defenders missing. Um, and it just it just never made sense. And the club made definitely the right choice. Um, because for me, I'd have probably done it three, four weeks earlier. I didn't think, I think I'd made my mind up then. We weren't going up with him. Um, he did a brilliant job keeping us up. Um, but, but, you know, he was only here till the end of the season. Um, the club didn't shine itself in any great light with the way that they've, that they got rid of him. That was a bit disappointing, left a bit of a sour taste, you know, with some of the comments you've heard after about him not being loud enough to press conference, uh, because there's a press conference on with the new manager at Rockcliffe the next day after West Brom. But you know what? He's coming, uh, Wilder, turned it round. Like I said earlier, I'm enjoying it. Give the season so far, I'd give it five out of ten because we're at the halfway point. I think, you know, the optimism going forward, I think we're finishing the playoffs now, but I didn't think that under Warnock. There you go. I, I, I can't, I can't grumble or disagree with anything you lads have said. I mean, and with what Dally said, you know, I, for, for me, one option have gone after Hull. I thought Hull was at the time when I, I remember sitting on that on that bus home with JD and, and all the lads. <coughs> it was unforgivable the way we just folded and we. We crumbled. It just didn't, it just didn't sit right with me. But you know, we started really well. I mean, that day, that day, Fulham JD, God almighty, what what day that was. You know, early start, but God almighty, that was an unbelievable day for a Sunday early kickoff. I really did enjoy myself that day. It was quite an emotional day as well, I think, because you know, it's our first away day in you know over eighteen months. It was it was huge, and you know, it was a lot of. A lot of happy faces and smiley faces. It was, you know, it was good to be back, and you know the optimism only just grew after that. You know the, the performances at home to Bristol City, um, you know the game after was superb. Watching Big Uche do his thing, and but it's a, the, the way the way we finished one it was a bit you know left a bit of a sour taste, and, you know for most fans. But I'm absolutely delighted that we did because God, I've I fully enjoyed Wilder football. He's he's transformed this team in such a small space of time. We look a completely different team now, and we look a completely different kettle of fish to play against as well. You know, lots of teams get the Riverside this season and thought we'll probably get something here. We'll probably do. Or we we travelled to wherever it was. You know, like to Coventry, to Hull. You know, even Derby beginning of the season, and they probably thought you know we'll get something off these. Now we we put a lot of fear into sides and. It's starting to show results because you know three three games in a row clean sheets, you know four games unbeaten now, and we're on a roll. And this momentum Wilder's got us is is you know is infectious, and I'm so glad that we've got him as our manager. I'm not going to lie. And if I give this season the rating so far, I'd probably say seven because of the start that Wilder's had, and I feel that the best is yet to come. Just a, just, just a quick yes or no question then for you three. Will we make the playoffs, yes or no? Yes. Yeah. 
Ja. We've got two... I, that's one thing that annoyed me about Warnock as well. He kept saying, this is all we've got. I don't know what else I can do with this team. Well, I'm not being funny. Wilder's well, showing you what to do in that team in six weeks. We've got so much quality and so much class in that team. And strength and depth as well. I mean, you look at the bench even on Saturday. We have players on the bench that could come on and influence the game. I mean, Hernandez scored that disallowed goal. Um, we still have Piero on the bench. Um, we've got we've got centre halves that could easily get in the first team on the bench. You know, we, we've we've got we've got a squad now, and I think with the signs that we're we're rumoured with already, obviously a couple of strikers we've been rumoured with, and following Balogun, Dwight Gale has been rumoured, and we're looking at a keeper as well. You know, a centre back. He's looking to strengthen that spine. And we just look like we're going to get better and better. And I can't wait to go into 2022 watching this team grow from strength to strength. Well done. Yeah, well, listen, at the, uh, the the question I put on Twitter was um, season is at the halfway stage. So give us your thoughts on how it's gone and where it's going. And also, where do you think we need to strengthen come January? Uh, so I got a message from the Holgate Ender. It says uh, it was Warnock's last season, so getting Wilder in early could be the difference between reaching the playoffs and not reaching them, which I think which was one of you lads said. Uh, Andrew Harriman said Wilder has saved it this season, he means. We need a solid, reliable keeper and a very good striker and centre-half. So there's, a, there's, there's a three areas that he thinks um, need... Uh, need Need strengthening. I mean, personally, I think a keeper is important. I think we should um, we should be looking at uh, getting somebody that uh, we are a hundred percent comfortable with. I don't think that um, Lumley or Daniels have really got my personal vote of confidence at the moment, and I, I, I've spoken to a lot of fans who, who, who have a similar. It's a thought process. So I'd like to see uh, I'd like to see a, a good strong goalkeeper come in. Um and and another striker. I, I think those two positions are definites. And then see what else see see where else he can uh, he, he can pick up players in. Paddy Kenny and Billy Sharp. <laughs> I'd turn both of them down. <laughs> I mean, you said straight away there, JD, you know, you're looking for a keeper. I think all four of us can agree on that. The, the first sign for me has got to be a keeper. And because that's, that's something that Wilder's seen as an important position. I mean, look look what he did to Dean Henderson coming through, getting him on loan from Manchester United when he was at Sheffield United. He did him the world of good and, and brought him on really well. You mentioned your keeper there, JD. Have you got a keeper in mind where you think, we could easily go and get him. Um, well, I've been sent a message about a, a Premier League goalkeeper, um, but I don't want to. I don't want to sort of. Uh, I, I don't want to betray anybody's confidence. So, so I, I'll just say I've been. Yeah, I've been sent the details of a a Premier League goalkeeper that uh, we have inquired about. I've. I've looked around a bit. I've had enough time. Um, 
and the only one, the only one, one's, one's name I need to have a look for because I can't remember if I'd seen his name. Wayne Hennessy is he still kicking about? But you know, you've got you've got Jack Butlins, you've got um, there's Man United have got about three or four goalkeepers. What about that? You know, as daft as it sounds, you know, someone like um, is he still there, Romero? No, he's gone now. Has he gone? Yeah. Oh, I was, right, you tell I've been playing FIFA, haven't you? I've been buying all sorts of <laughs> Do you know what? I so thought you were going to t- steal my thunder there, Jamie. You were at the right club. The manager we've got now used to managing, he's desperate for games. He's not playing at all. Yeah. I know we're not going to sign him permanently unless we go up. But Dean Henderson needs games. Yeah. Yeah. I I would be amazed if Wilder has not inquired about him. And Henderson, would he come here to play 25 games for the rest of the season? He's going to Newcastle. I looked looked at his name, but he'll definitely go to Newcastle. He's on about 150 grand a week. It's so much stupid, isn't he? 100 grand a week at at Man United sitting on the bench. Yeah, obviously we're we're not going to be paying anywhere near that. Like, what? You know, I don't know. It's it's just a name. Actually, I should have been looking at John while we were talking about it. See if there was any if there was any flicker <laughs> in his face. No, well, I just want to uh, add to what I was saying earlier. The Premier League goalkeeper that we've inquired about. Don't worry, it's not Bettinelli. He's not coming back. Oh, oh Christ! <laughs> well, like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna chuck a name in. I mean, I I think I said this to you on Saturday, John, actually. Darren Randolph, where's he gone? Well, listen. Obviously, we can't talk about certain things, but yeah, if those things have taken place, this club will not go anywhere near Darren Randolph, no matter how good he was while he was here. Now, whether they're true or not, I don't know. I haven't got a clue. But we all read stories. Would they have him back? No, I don't if think those, so. If those allegations were false, of course you would. But we can't comment on on anything like that. But you know, good, good, certainly a good, a good goalkeeper. That's whose name it was loading me there. I was trying to think of the name. I could picture him. Um, is it Pope at Man United? Was it Burnley? Oh yeah, Heaton. No, it's, isn't it Nicky Pope? It... No, Pope's the one who is still at Burnley. Who was in oh yeah, that's, yeah, oh, he, he is. I could picture his face. Yeah, yeah. You know, he, he's back at Man United. Or he's at Man United, sorry. You know, he's not. He's not getting a sniff. You might, you know, score for someone like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think we do need, no matter what the age is, you know, what what stage of the career he's at, we need we need a, a, a comfortable, experienced heading goal that's going to push the t- the players in front of him forward, um, because. Like you guys have said, I've not had confidence in what we've had so far. I mean, the only thing I would say about Joe Lumley, if he goes up for a catch, nine times out of ten, he'll crap it, which is exactly what I want from a goalkeeper. It's just the rest of his game. The, t- the ten being Birmingham at home? Yeah. It's just it's some of the stuff he's done is questionable. I'm like, oh, Jesus. But, you know, I mean, Saturday, every, every ball he came out for, commanded. That's what I want from a keeper. But I say it just hasn't shown it for me, for whatever reason it may be. But I'd say I just had to say Darren Randolph. I just you know I, I loved him when he was here. I don't know what's gone on since, but yeah, you know, no, he was excellent. 
Oh, what about what about the strikers that we've been linked with? You know, the, the Dwight Gale, um, Fors from Brentford, and uh, uh, Balogun from from yeah. Arsenal. Do you think any of them are realistic? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think they're realistic, and they're certainly names that excite me. I think Gale, I think Gale would do a job for us for sure. Doesn't get a sniff up there. I don't know why, because they're absolutely useless. Um, it's good entertainment, though, isn't it? Watching that. I was just going to say, I had a big smile on my face when I was saying it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, Balogun is highly rated, and I'm watching him tonight. I know it's only against Sunderland who again are useless, but he looks he looks decent. He looks like he's got a turn of pace about him as well. So exciting names for me. Yeah. But one thing that Newcastle don't have to do on the training ground, like to practice, is the the restart. You know, because they're getting four or five of them every game, aren't they? <laughs> I know. I mean, I, I, I mean, they're still looking for the they're still looking forward to the cup game, aren't they? I mean, now 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 the uh, cup replays have been scrapped and got extra time. They'll be buzzing for that hundred seventh minute applause for the uh, for the FA Cup win all them years ago. They'll be buzzing for that. So, you know. <laughs> FA's always thinking about others at times, aren't they? So, fair play to them. But, uh, yeah, he's good. He's good at the team watching them at the moment. But, yeah, they, so, yeah, let's have a, like, have a little chat about um, our half of the season. Should we talk about Boxing Day? Yeah, go ahead. For, for me, I don't know if anybody agrees, the best fixture of the year, I love Boxing Day. It's a tradition, isn't it? it it's an English tradition. I remember they tried to take it away with the, the winter break and there was absolute uproar. But I absolutely love Boxing Day. And now Boris has said we can all go to the football. There's no change, there's no nothing coming in immediate. I'm looking forward to it so much. I can't wait for Boxing Day. Well, yeah, I mean, you're right in, in what you say. It's always a, uh, one of the biggest crowds of the season for, for every club who has a home game. Um, it's... Big money for them as well, you know, because uh, everybody everybody wants to go to the Boxing Day game. People who are working away, uh, but who are at home for Christmas, will get this game in. Um, so it's always well attended, always good atmosphere. But the added spice is that um, Forrest under Steve Cooper are on a brilliant run. Um, so it'll be another tough, tough game. But one that we can um, win and record our first double of the season. Exactly. I mean, I've had a look at Forest, um, their form since Steve Cooper's come in. I mean, they, they, they look impressive. I mean, some of the wins they've had, I mean, I mean, very recently, they've just beat Swansea in 1-4-1. I mean, that's, I know Swansea aren't having the greatest of seasons, Obviously, they, you know, Steve Cooper left Swansea. They've now got Russell Martin in charge. He's that's a massive win. I mean, they're nine unbeaten. Um, they, they're scoring for fun. I think they've scored thirteen in the last four games as well. Um, you know, they, they've got they've got proven championship players. You know, Lewis Graben's still there. He's still scoring the goals for them. Um, I think Joe Lolly's still in the squad as well. He's, he's one player I love. I love watching Joe Lolly play football. I think mean, he's brilliant. He's so lackadaisical. But he's got How many play. times have you watched him play? Joe Lolly, he scores a screamer every time he plays against us. Every this time. This is like that time you told us you watched Dutch football. Give over. 
Let's give it a see. So one I look for, like you know, we haven't got a Leeds or a Newcastle or a Sunderland in the league. First fixture I look for, um, you know, last year because a lot, you know, the, the way that the country was, you know, I had to set up in the front room with me, you know, with Sky Sports on and the and the tablet on for the for the Boxing Day game. So I was good not to be there. Um, yeah, it, you know, it, like you say, family are home from. You know, work away. It's good. It's you know, it's a good time to catch up, um, and and you know, Christmas days for the kids and that, and Boxing Day, and like getting out and, and, and catching up on the beer. Well, aye, exactly. We'll be having a few scoops. Won't we join the fan zone before and after? I'm sure we will be, mate. Of course we will. Uh, what do you think of Boxing Day? Ah, it's great, isn't it? I mean, like like Dan said there, I mean, he didn't have the guts to tell the truth. What he meant was Christmas Day is for the family and the kids. Boxing Day is to get away from the family and the kids. <laughs> I, I can say he, he probably can. Correct. <laughs> He's not wrong. Yeah. We've, we've, there's a few games of the season. The first game of the season you always look out for, Boxing Day and New Year's Day. They're the three big ones. And, and it shows that the, the people in suits haven't got a clue about football when they try and say about having a winter break and doing away with it. In English football or British football, it's a massive part of the calendar and one that everyone looks forward to. Yeah, I mean, John, I bet you can't wait to uh, be dancing around in flares in your new Christmas jumper. <laughs> Absolutely not, John. <laughs> T-shirt too, <laughs> <sir>. <laughs> I bet you... <laughs> I tell you, being flares on 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 Boxing Day night, Steve Cooper. He looks like he licks the lid off of, of his palm or boxing. <laughs> he, he look, what an ugly man! <laughs> oh, hold on a minute, hold on a minute. What's the link here? Eh? Is that supposed to be a link? What's the link? What's going on here? <laughs> there you what you go. Do you like the lid off the palm or box? Go to flares. Is that what it is? Well. Just, just the pictures I've seen here, mate. <laughs> I'm, I'm offended now, mate. <laughs> wow. Mixed I bet you put garlic on yours. Hey, Dally, you're going to have to rescue this. No, there's no coming back from that, John. I'll see him in flares on Boxing Day night. You know, <laughs> I'll be in there as well. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, they have a smile like Steve Cooper in the morning. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the 12th Man <laughs> podcast tonight is sponsored by Flares Middlesbrough, Albert Road. Yeah. <laughs> I love it, isn't it? I the freebies, that'd be great, that. Don't give us a skittle bottle, oh, Jesus. But now I'm looking for the Boxing Day. Boxing Day, is, they say it's a British institution, isn't it? You know what I mean? It's, 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 it's part of our tradition, our history. It's, like Absolutely. you said, John. All the, all the big wigs, all the, in the suits, saying, you know, take it away, give us a few weeks' break. Bollocks. Won't have your break yeah. in January and February. You know, Boxing Day is a huge day for every football club because the amount of money they make on Boxing Day 
because you've got people finding the club shops, uh, people buying pints in the ground. You know, it's just a big money spare for all the clubs. So, yeah, I can't wait for it. It's going to be a class day. Um, and hopefully not our last occasion at a football ground for a little uh, while. Cause I mean, the thing is as well, we, we've got over a week, um, you know, since it'll be over a week uh, from the Bournemouth game when we play uh, Forest. And, uh, you know, I, I don't think we, we picked up any injuries uh, Saturday, did we? Not that I'm aware of. No. Um, no. There was a couple of instances in the game where we thought Tav looked a bit... Um, he picked up a knock. Jones as well. But, no, nothing's been said so far. So, would you stick with the mean, same team then? Um, yeah, do you know what? I don't know whether or not um, I don't know whether or not, I don't want to scapegoat him, but um, I don't know whether or not uh, Tav might be rested. Um, I say that you can't say that. <laughs> oh God, that's just cancelled shit. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying he's uh, he, he's undeserved of his place, but you know, I, I just think that um, there might might be an opportunity just to. Uh, just to put a little bit of um, creativity, extra creativity in the middle of the park. Go on, John. John, defend him. Go on. He's your boy. Go on. Listen, we've got we've got four games coming up in a short space of time. Oh, he's crumbled. I think we're going to see if we're going to see a few of them players. And for me, Piero and Hernandez will be starting games in the next week to ten game days. Whether it's whether it's against Forest, not too sure yet, but. I thought Hernandez was really, really bright when he came on the other day. We mentioned him last week, uh, and and yeah, you know. But the thing is, the thing is, they're going to get their chance against Mansfield, Mansfield probably, aren't they? And um, you would you would like to think that Piero would get some game time in before pitching yeah. him in for the full game. Like I say, I think we'll we'll see both of them start a game either whether it's. Forest, Blackpool, or Sheffield United. Hopefully, they go ahead. But you know, in 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 one of them three games, they're going to start, and when they get in there, they're going to have to perform to keep their place because the the standard has been set for what is expected. So it's up to them now, lads, isn't it? Exactly. The eleven's there now. You've got to push yourself into it because you know we look a pretty solid unit now. So yeah, I'm I'm with JJ. I think I mean. Yeah, I think Tav needs to be taken out of the firing line for a game. Stick Piero in there, you know, give him an hour. I think it'd be a good opportunity for him to experience Boxing Day football um, and hopefully a decent crowd at Riverside as well because, you know, relatively speaking, you know, the years we've been out, obviously, a goal. We've had a decent crowd on Boxing Day. We've always had a well, decent, decent they'll bring, crowd. They'll bring, yeah, they'll bring a full allocation as well because, obviously... They've got a good, they've got a good support. They've got a good following, and they're on a great run. And it's Christmas, so yeah, they they'll bring the full allocation. I would imagine. Exactly. So you know, it man's, you know, I think we played them at home a few years ago on Boxing Day. Uh, Boston scored a screamer as well that day as well. So you know, if we can have the same sort of performance, that that'll do me nicely, which leads me nicely onto match predictions. Who wants to go first? On each. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go two 0 
and twenty seven over twenty seven thousand attendance. Seems like you mentioned the attendance, Steve. I'm quite happy with that, JD. Two one and uh, and 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 there'll be over twenty six thousand. <laughs> it's like oh. Dragon's Den of attendances, isn't it? I know. I'll go. I'll go two nil as well. I think it'll be twenty six and a half. <laughs> there you go Nelly you went 1-1 one, one. what about the crowd 16,000 no I um, go <laughs> 28 <laughs> 28,000 it's, it's always a good crowd on Boxing Day it's the one that especially this year we've only got one home game at, around at Christmas you know we've had previous years we've had two home games but this year we've only got one so you know hopefully some, some people have got some tickets off Santa and um, get themselves within block twenty-three because it was a it was a fairly decent bit of noise. Was on Saturday, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, it, it was good. There's there's a few lads who um, who sit two or three rows down, down there from us mm. who've uh, who started up here this season, and uh, they they're getting right into it. It's good. Yeah, it's it's really good. Um, it's it's really weird because. Obviously, a few of them have been on our bus for away days, and you, you, you look at and you think, "Oh God!" I remember when you were, you know, knee, you know, they were, they were tiny before COVID. Now they've come back, and they're all the 18, 19 year old. And you think, well, you know, where the hell's the time gone? But you know, yeah, they're, they're, they're getting into it, into the chants and the singing, and yeah, it's a good little atmosphere where we've got we're going now. So you know, get yourself in with us; it'd be good. And just like that, that's our pre-Christmas show done. So I'll say thank you to you three lovely gentlemen, the three wise men ish, um, for joining me. Cheers. Uh, thank you for listening. Um, have a lovely Christmas. Don't eat too many mince pies or pigs in blankets. Mind you, I, I love a pig in blanket like absolutely unreal. Um, and yeah, you go to flesh, you'll get one. <laughs> yeah, and I was just about to say, Boxing Day, you won't get one in flesh. Um, so yeah, get yourself to the side on Boxing Day and hopefully come and say hello and uh, we'll, chat, we'll chat about Boxing Day next week. So I leave it dirty up the borough. Be seeing you. Yeah, Merry Christmas, everybody, and uh, up the borough. Stay safe. Yeah. Have a good one. And John, enjoy looking at that palm, all it. Of what?